This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. This Torah class is brought to you by torahanytime.com. Tonight I'd like to speak about giving people the benefit of the doubt when you do research. It's very important. By the way, anyone who needs me out there in dating with Shadokim or relationship analysis, it's Dr. Cohen. You can reach me at 305-206-1916 from anywhere in the world. I'd like to share a beautiful story with you about a woman who writes, I had finally put my kids to bed and was packing our suitcases for the trip home for Pesach when my mother called. They are interested. My mother said, as soon as I picked up, her voice high-pitched and full of excitement. Who's interested in what, I asked, as I emptied a shelf of pajamas and stuffed them in. The Friedmans, my mother explained. I can't believe it. They said yes. Wow, I stopped. What was I doing? That's amazing news. My parents had been dreaming of the Friedman Shidduch ever since it was read the year before when my sister turned 25. It was exactly what my parents were looking for in a boy. A beautiful family and a great boy. But apparently, the feelings were not mutual and the Friedmans were not impressed. The Friedmans were a prestigious family, very Torahic and very well off. Their son had a wonderful reputation, and there was no shortage of girls who were interested in him. He was also a year and a half younger than my sister. The odds were stacked against her, but apparently they changed their mind. Why? Why had they changed their mind? Let's hope that everything goes smoothly, my mother said nervously. It would be a dream come true. He's everything that Hani would want in a husband. Just keep davening. Maybe you should go to the cold cell tomorrow morning. They live in Israel. Are you serious? I said in surprise. We're leaving for the airport in a few hours. Actually, the sister was visiting. And she was going back home to Israel. You are? My mother asked in shock. Then she laughed. Of course. I completely forgot with all the excitement around here. Don't worry. Anyway, I have to go. The shatchan is calling on the other line. I hung up the phone and continued packing, but I could not concentrate. My sister had been in the Parsha for seven years. And this was probably the most promising shidduch that was ever mentioned. It had to happen. A few minutes later, Khani called. I'm so excited about this date, she said. After finished, I finished squealing, she confessed how nervous she was. Then of course, we discussed the pros and cons of her outfits, how her hair should be styled, and which shoes to wear. When we finally hung up, I walked around in the fog, I couldn't do a thing. When my husband walked into the apartment, he was shocked to see six suitcases, not even filled, strewn around the room. You know that our flight is in five hours? He reminded me. And I told him, my sister Khan is going on a date tonight. My husband looked at my face and then at the state of the apartment. That's great, but we have a plane to catch. We got to get home. They had been visiting for Pesach. Rolling his sleeves, he started tossing things into the suitcases. We barely zipped up the last suitcase when we heard the taxi honking outside. We carried our sleeping kids down to the car. The mess would have to wait until after Pesach. I filled my husband in on the details on the way to the airport. And the worst part is while my sister's on a date, we're going to be up in the air and on a plane. May that be the only worst thing that we ever happens to anyone, my husband replied. Amen. And may this be the one. I never liked flying, but this was agony. I never realized how long 12 hours could be. I wonder how it went, I kept saying. They either liked each other or they didn't. My husband would invariably respond. Very funny, I said. That's like saying someone is either dead or alive. She could become a kala, I said, but don't get yourself all worked up. It may not happen. And then you might be disappointed. And she kept telling herself, I can't believe they said yes. This is a shidduch my parents would have been thrilled about when she was 18, but now she was 25. 
It's really great, my husband agreed. I've heard fantastic things about the boy. Everyone likes him. I know that Khani's an amazing girl, but I just can't believe it. Do you think they have any skeletons hidden in the closet? After all, why would he want to marry my sister who is a year and a half younger than him? Oh, please, he groaned. Your sister's a great girl, and don't forget they already have beautiful mechutanim and a great son-in-law. Why wouldn't they be interested in your sister? The suspense was unbearable. When we finally landed, I don't know who was more anxious to find out how the date had gone. My husband, who had listened to my nervous chatter, or me. As soon as my phone had service, I called my home. My mother picked up on his second ring. She said excitedly, it was a great first date. They both wanted me to get. By the way, I just landed, I continued. Normally I would have been miffed as my parents always picked us up from the airport, but I was too excited to care. We arrived to find the house in complete tizzy. It didn't look like Pesach was only a few days away. My mother was walking around in circles, and my sister was nowhere to be seen. My mother said she went shopping. The second date was scheduled for the night before Bidika's Chametz. I rolled up my sleeves to help my mother in the kitchen, but it was useless. Neither of us could even peel a potato, we were so nervous. The second date was also a success, and the third one was set up a Cholamoid. Everyone was high spirits at the Seder, and the men were humming the Haggadah. My sister sat there with a silly grin on her face, and my mother was a bundle of nerves. On the first morning of Pesach, I decided to pick up my husband from shul. The weather was glorious, and I decided to take advantage of my mother's offer to watch the kids and walk the few short blocks. When I got there, I saw my husband standing outside the building, deeply engrossed in a conversation with another person from shul. Gutyamtev, he said, when he was finally done. What's up, I asked. That was a long schmooze. What are you talking about? Nothing much. Who is that guy you're talking to? Someone who davens in the shul. What are you talking about? He heard that your sister is involved in the shidduch. No way, I replied. Don't tell me that. The news is already out. Does he know the boy? Yeah. What does he have to say? My husband was quiet. Not much. I suddenly felt a very queasy feeling in my stomach. What do you mean, not much? He said the boy's father is involved in a Ponzi scheme. What was the name of that guy? Bernard uh... Madoff. Madoff, right. What? I stopped short? Yeah, something to do with stocks. He's currently under investigation. The boy's father cheated people? I was becoming frantic. Listen, this guy is a good friend of your father. He heard this tidbit through the grapevine. He felt uncomfortable approaching your father. So he came to me, the son-in-law, instead. Well, how are we going to break the news to my father? We're not, my husband replied. Why does he have to know? Because my sister is dating this man's son, that's why. And I'm not saying my father should put a stop to it, but as a father, he has a right to know this future mechuta may possibly have committed a serious crime. What's the point? He said, you have to be pragmatic. Khani's almost 26. The boy's fantastic and she's floating on cloud nine. Who cares about her father? What a dilemma, huh? Amazing dilemma. It's obviously a big deal if that guy felt the need to inform you about it. It's not like he murdered someone, my husband responded. Trust me, if everyone was subjected to investigation, there wouldn't be enough prisons in the country to put everyone in. Well, we'll discuss it later, I said, just as we reached my parents' house. I didn't taste a morsel of food that evening. While the rest of the family was in great mood, I sat at the table quietly. What in the world were we supposed to do with this information? The bomb that landed on their lap. I looked at my sister Khani. She had such a radiant expression on her face. I imagined the heartache she would feel if the shidduch was stopped. Then I looked at my parents. 
How would they feel if their daughter got engaged and then they found out the Mechutin is not an honest man? I had no idea what to do. I was torn. But apparently my husband had no qualms about keeping his silence as he looked very relaxed and polished his plate clean. After the meal was over, I asked my husband to join me on a walk. You have to stop agonizing about this, he said, as soon as we stepped out of the house. The best thing to do is to stay mum. Why should your parents have to know? Because you know my parents, they'll flip out if they find out. That's exactly why we should not tell them. My husband replied, you don't want to have a hand in ruining a shidduch for your sister. I knew I should trust my husband, but I didn't think he truly understood the situation. He was only a son-in-law, whereas I was my parents' flesh and blood. As much as they wanted to see their daughter married, they wouldn't be happy about having been fooled. I guess the shidduch really was too good to be true, I sighed. There's nothing wrong with the freedmen's. This all might turn out to be just some technicality, and there's nothing wrong with your sister. I wish I could ask someone for advice, I said. It's Pesach. We can't exactly call someone. But the date is set up for two hours after Yom Tif. If I'm going to say something, I have to say it now. Don't, my husband warned me as he headed back to the house. Trust me. But I knew I would regret it if I didn't say anything. That night we went to my in-laws for the second Seder. With our children present, we couldn't talk about the topic that was in the forefront of my mind. And we were so tired when we got home at 3 a.m. that we collapsed into bed. But when my husband was out like a light, I twisted and turned in bed all night long. My sister would be going on another date right after Yom Tov. The next morning, I woke up with a pounding headache. When I walked into the kitchen, I found my mother and sister in deep conversation. He's so honest, my sister was saying. That's what I like about him. Oh boy, that's all she needed to hear. I shuddered. I'd been so busy thinking about my parents' reaction that I hadn't even considered Khani. How would she feel if she found out that we were keeping such a huge secret from her? For the second time in many days, I walked to shul to meet my husband. I've come to the realization that we absolutely have to say something, I told my husband. It will be a catastrophe if we don't. It's better to stop the shidduch now than have a broken engagement. Besides, I don't even know if my parents will stop it, but I do know that they and my sister deserve to know the truth. When my husband saw my determination, he was useless to argue. Okay, it's your family. So how do you want to do this? Let's tell my father first, I suggested. Listen to what happens. After the meal, I approached my father and asked if we could have a little talk with him. He asked me, is everything okay? As we sat down in his farm room with him. You look upset. Dad, we need to tell you something. I then turned to my husband and nodded to him to continue. My husband said, Tati, it's about the Shidduch. What about it? My husband and I looked at each other. No one wanted to break the news. I got the courage and I said, we heard that the father of the boy may be involved in a Ponzi scheme. And my father looked at both of us and asked, where did you hear this information? My husband explained what happened. I held my breath, but my father didn't look disturbed. And then my father says, it's okay. I heard about it already. I knew that he's in a Ponzi about this. You did? And he's still going to go ahead with the Shidduch? Well, my father said slowly, we heard about it after the first date. Someone called anonymously to inform us. Khani was devastated, and frankly, so were we. Then why did she go on a second date, I asked. Khani felt bad for the Bachar. She also wanted to give him a chance to tell their side of the story. And it's a good thing she did. Listen to what happened. Did he tell her the truth? He did. 
He explained that his father had a relative with the same name who was being accused of being involved in a Ponzi scheme. It wasn't him! Huh? And not only that, but this man has a son with the same name as the boy. Could you believe it? Same name of a father and same name as a son. Khan is going out with and his wife has the same name as the boy's mother. No wonder a lot of people are confusing them. So the father isn't involved, I asked, in disbelief. Not the father of the boy that Khan is seeing, my father said with a smile. Heavy, huh? I felt such a huge load came off my shoulders. All of my worrying had been for naught, but I was still glad with my decision to tell the truth. Marriage is for life. You have to lay everything out on the table and let the people decide for themselves. Too many marriages have been destroyed because of skeletons that were discovered after the plate was broken. Huge, 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 uh, you know, uh, subject matter tonight. And it can be debated in many, many ways. In terms of what to say, what not to say, when to say it, etc. But it's something, it's food, it's, it's food for thought, for sure. You know, but we have to do our, you know, ultimate ishtalas to do the best that we can in order to true, you know, to research the shidduch before it's too late. But thank God here, the truth did come out. Hashem is like we said in the, in the earlier story. Ultimately, the, the, Hashem is the greatest shatchan, and He is the only shatchan. And He will, if a shidduch is meant to be, the shidduch is going to go regardless. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.